Today's episode is called Young and Nicholas, being young and still not married. Yeah, 100%. I've heard that from guys specifically. Um, you know, I, I'm only 25. I, I, I want to get married, but like I don't have a house and a car yet. I think that if more women wrote their dowries, like starting at 18, maybe it changes at 21. But if we're a little bit more clear on what we want, and then we can just present that. Maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ali, is that too much intimidation? You know, people either are ashamed that they're being rejected based on their ethnic or racial background, um, or they're rejecting other people based on that factor. You know, the Black movement and everything else, Black Lives Matter. Right away, I don't know, I'm sure you guys witnessed the same thing. It's just the Muslim community didn't really know how to respond, right? Even though everyone thinks, you know, Islam means not being racist and everything else. And they just, you know, went back to the old classic, you know, Bilal radiallahu who was, you know, black Muslim, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They seem to be attracted and it's always like on an American level because they think maybe I don't know like all the rules of the Dean. Maybe they think I'm a revert, so they think they can play a little bit and not take me serious. Assalamualaikum Nikah and Shell family. I am so excited to have you guys here for our fifth episode. You guys, we are five episodes in. If you have not already, please subscribe guys. We really, really need the subscriptions. Like, comment, and, and join the conversation with us. Um, today's episode is called Young and Nikahless. There are many factors as to why the youth today are not getting married or taking it as serious as the Dean implies, being 50% of our purpose here in the duty. Whether it be battling sexuality, racial attraction, parental rules, lack of access to meet those potential mates, and even being a revert and feeling unaccepted, let's nikah and chill. I'm Kalima, and I'm joined with my two chill family members. I have Naila today. How are you feeling? She's a she's a regular here. She's also a writer. Happy to be here. And we'd like to welcome Ali Osman the founder of Movement. It's spelled M-U-E-V-M-E-N-T. I love the way it's spelled. It's an organization developed to help inspire, motivate, educate, network, and support the young Muslims to create a better future for our community. It's mainly used to help support young Muslim entrepreneurs in the community develop a successful business. Assalamualaikum, how are you feeling? Thanks, Sam. I'm good. Thank you for having me on the show today. Of course, of course. I'm so excited to have you as well. Um, tell me a little bit more about the movement, honey. We're, we're trying to be a part of this movement too. So it's about, uh, you know, I found a lack of uh, help for uh, Muslims who are trying to, you know, start their businesses and, you know, different than your, you know, usual uh, careers that uh, Muslim you know, are pursuing like doctors and engineers and things like that, right? Uh, some Muslims just want to start up their own business. Some uh, Muslims have, you know, art artistic skills. And there's not a lot of, um, you know, places where you can pursue that in the Muslim community, right? So we're just trying to help out uh, the youth who are trying to do something outside of the box, you know, get going and uh, network with other people who might be, you know, planning to do the same thing and, uh, you know, just support them along their way, right? I absolutely love it. Now, Naila wrote an incredible article for Al Jazeera called The Hidden Racism of the Muslim Marriage. And so, of course, we're talking about, you know, being young and still not married. Um, racism is prevalent in just the culture of this ummah, unfortunately. It could be one of those things that are stopping some of our youth 
from getting um, married. You know, our community struggles to harmonize, you know, the racial and ethnic lines and making it harder for young people to get married. So tell us more about this concept, this incredible article. Yeah, so um, I just kept, you know, ex experience it myself and then hearing other stories from different women in my social circles and their friends um, about uh, one of the big factors of why, you know, Muslim women are able to marry and actually men as well is because of these ethnic and, and um, racial divides in our community. Um, and, um, you know, we, we see it on the apps, people trying to only talk to one a certain type of person. Um, from a certain background and then also through like matchmakers um, constantly being like, well, like you have to go to the Desi auntie only and she's only going to give you um, South Asian options. If you're not South Asian, then she's not going to be able to provide for you. Um, you know, even through Family Connects, it's it's limited if you're not, um, if your your ethnic circle is is only of one type of person, um, when, you know, when, one type of cultural background and you're not, you don't fit into that background you're not a viable candidate. Um, so it, I think it's just it's something that we see all the time that I bet it's not spoken about as much because people, you know, people either are ashamed that they're being rejected based on their ethnic or racial background, um, or they're rejecting other people based on that factor. And so that's, you know, people are ashamed because it's completely against Islam. Um, and that's not what Muslims are supposed to do. Um, the Prophet completely, um, you know, condemned racism of all sorts. And uh, for sure in, in marriage, it's not, it's not a factor. I've definitely been interested in Arab. I don't even have a type. Like I've been, <laughs> been interested in so many and um, they seem to be attracted. And it's always like, on an American level, because they think maybe I don't know, like all the rules of the Dean, maybe they think I'm a revert. So they think they can play a little bit and not take me serious until I actually, you know, sort of show like, no, like you can't play with me. I, I actually know like the etiquette of what this, you know, what this is supposed to be. And then they sort of kind of run away because it's like, well, I wasn't going to be serious with you either way. And a Palestinian girl that I know, um, she was very clear on the fact that she really wants to get married, but she knows that her parents would never allow her to not only marry outside of a Palestinian, but the actual little city that she's from, the little section, she's like, I have to find someone that's essentially from that tribe. It's like, I believe that there's multiple soulmates. So it's kind of sad, but it is our reality. I was gonna say, I just got an email from someone who read my, my um, Al Jazeera piece and they were actually this um, African-American convert. Um, he was writing about this uh, woman that he fell in love with years and years ago. She was actually Somali. Um, and he got rejected by the family, ultimately, by her parents because he wasn't Somali. And so, you know, I do get hear a lot of people saying, you know, there's a racism but it, um, between Daisy and Blacks and, and Arabs, but it's also just between, you know, between Africans and, and Black Americans, too. Um, it, it's it's a horrible, like, cosmic issue that we have to deal with. I had a similar experience as well. I mean, uh, my wife's actually uh, from Afghanistan. Uh, I was born here in uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, but uh, my parents are from Egypt. So, you know, having the, I mean, Arab background, of course, I mean, it wasn't the smoothest thing, but I mean, alhamdulillah, my parents are, you know, more uh, understanding in the deen and everything like that, right? So it was more just the cultural pressure, right, from from kind of everyone around, around them that, uh, you know, makes things a little bit more difficult.
uh, even my uh, in-laws themselves, when uh, their family friends from, you know, a long time uh, found out that their daughter was, uh, you know, engaged to an Arab, uh, they literally just stopped talking to them. You know what I mean? So it's something that is prevalent in the community for sure. And uh, I mean, being, uh, you know, living in the West and, you know, for me, for example, I'm not living in Egypt. Uh, my, first of all, my options, if I'm just going to look for someone who's Egyptian, you know, like even as a, as a country where we have, you know, a hundred million people now, it's going to be tough to find someone here. Right. So, and, and that's for every culture. So I don't know why, you know, we're limiting ourselves so much when, you know, at the end of the day, the most important thing is that you're getting married to someone who's a good Muslim. Right. And, uh, you know, going to take care of, you know, you as a family and, and everything else. Right. And so I think about my Palestinian girl that I was speaking about, you know, her parents reasoning is like, no one's going to know you like mm -hmm. people that you grew up with from the culture. You know, I think it's a protection mechanism, but I think that it's old school. I feel like we live in yeah. a different society now. It's a different era, especially in America. Like we are so, our culture is, is so intertwined, no matter what religion you're in, you're still walking out into this dunya where it's like, I might actually find an Indian or even like literally someone who's completely not what I thought I would be into, but they get me better than someone mm -hmm. overseas, you know, so. But, and, and Ali, what do you think about when it's put to them, the, the guy that they have to make a decision, your parent, choose your parents or choose your future wife? Like, I don't know me, I guess being in the sales industry, I was able to, you know, work <laughs> both. <laughs> but I know for a lot of people, that's not the, uh, that's not the situation. And uh, for a lot of people, they were, uh, had to, you know, give up on getting married to that girl just because uh, their parents were going to be against it. And, you know, what are they going to do? They're not going to lose their, you know, mom and brothers and sisters. And well, not their brothers and sisters so much if they grew up here. But I mean, the parents is a big thing, right? So at the end of the day, the parents have to be, you know, on board. But even if they're not, I think most parents will eventually come around to it if they realize that that is, you know, what you want to do and you're not willing to sacrifice that, right? Um, it's just going to take a lot of time and it's going to be a lot of pressure and the first few years are going to be tough, but eventually, you know, they'll, they'll come around. And the biggest thing where they're going to come around is as soon as you, you know, have kids, right? Then right away, they're going to be, you know, putting everything behind them, you know, they want to see the grandchildren, everything like that, right? So it's going to take, it's going to be a little difficult, but it's our job as the, you know, uh, maybe the first generation, I mean, I'm first generation. I, I don't know if, if you are, but it's our job to raise our kids that way so that they don't have the issue growing up. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I always hear that, you know, the, the guys that give up really, really easily, like they weren't, they weren't going to fight for you. Like, mm -hmm. you know, in, at the end, uh, like when the marriage gets really, really difficult um, anyway, so it's better to just cut your losses and move on. It's mm -hmm. a little level of bravery. Um, I think in, uh, you know, a little bit of tawakal as well. of just like yeah. do your part and then trust in Allah and like, he's going to give you the rest. If you've ever wanted a discount on your favorite halal restaurant, Nikah and Chill has got you covered. Download all set app and enter code Nikah and Chill to get $5 off your next curbside order. All set is a pickup only reservation app, so you never wait in line during COVID. And there's many, many food options to choose from. Eat up and enjoy. Jazakallah khair. If anyone is watching this and can relate to this, um, if you have any advice or if you have any experiences that you've gone through, please share them with us, even if it's via DM. I would love to hear how people have handled it because it's true. It's like 
at the end of the day, like you have to prove you have to you have to fulfill fifth of your need, you know. And if why why do it unless you're really fulfilling what's in your heart? And then inshallah, like if you're doing it in a way that Allah says is fine, taking that bravery, I think is only gonna have the most beautiful fruits of that labor. And like you said, I think it's so true. Once you prove that, you know what, I was a great husband or I was a great, great wife, and now we have beautiful kids that are well taken care of, like, you know, once you've proven to those parents, I would hope that the narrative is, you know, they warmed up. I would hope that it's not that they, that they decided, you know what, we're still going to do away with you just because of the race and just because of the background. You know, intercultural marriages, they do work. We just need people to, you know, wave their flag and say, I did it. Um, you know, I'm, you know, brave enough to try, um, you know, and spread, spread the love. I'm thinking to myself, I've met some of the most, my best friends, literally Indian, Egyptian, Palestinian, Moroccan. Like I've learned more from people who come from different countries and I found love, even greater love in this melting pot of america like that's what makes us so beautiful so why not embrace that yeah there is a little bit also of the racism prevalent right even though everyone thinks you know islam means not being racist and everything else but really when it comes down to i mean you saw when you know things were going on here just a few months ago right with the uh, you know you know the black movement and everything else black lives matter right away i don't know i'm sure you guys witnessed the same thing it's just the muslim community didn't really know how to respond right and the people that we looked up to in the muslim community didn't really know how to handle it and they just you know went back to the old classic you know bilal radiallahu who was you know black muslim <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but they, they didn't really they, did, it's, they didn't see it as a problem even though it was it's underlying and it's there you know for for a long time and i mean it's different when you're um you may be treating someone who's at a mosque or something like that but as soon as you know, your own family and your own kids are involved, suddenly, you know, a lot of people don't, don't see it the same way anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like there, there has been a good push in the last six months for uh, more of mm. our leader, leaders to speak out about it um, and, you know, be more upfront about supporting Black lives. But it, not, nothing is ever going to change if we don't have more people accepting these interracial marriages, intercultural marriages, um, mm. until it's like part, you know, someone of different color is part of your family then yeah. I, I really don't believe that you've accepted um, that we are all equal no matter our skin color. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't believe it, honestly. You know, generally, I look at a bunch of different reasons as to why young Muslims aren't getting married right now. Um, and in addition to the racism, I also think it's just that we have a problem of this paradox of choice where we have so many options, especially on the apps, um, where it's like you swipe, you get something next, swipe. Uh, you, you just have a paradox of choice. Like you can't choose. You have so much choice. It's impossible to just have one person that you're going to commit to. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if you guys have seen that, if you think that that is another factor, um, you know, at making, making it harder for people to get married. See, I'm a communicator. So for me, when I, I dreamt about a Muslim dating app, I was like, I need an access to be able to talk to more people because I'm not going to meet them at the masjid, unfortunately. You know, I'm not, how, how else am I going to run into these Muslim men and respectfully have like a, a introductory, introductory conversation? So for me, the Muslim dating app was more helpful. The issue is that it's what's their intention, you know? And we, your, your article on that was wonderful too, you know, just uh, 
just realizing that sometimes you run into the Remy, the Rami, you know? I mean, it's it's not my favorite show. I troll him. Like in my, one of my articles, I completely troll him. That's <laughs> That was the point of that. Um, the three types of mender men. Um, but it was, but it was, it was true because we agree with that, but it was exposing the fact right. they don't work. You know, we're women in America with all of these other you know, women, technically the brother can marry outside of Islam, like in, in a sense, you know, he can, he can go for the white girl if he wants. So I think that we're always trying to find that good balance of a guy, at least the woman that I know. And so, yeah, like, I, I feel like it's hard to get away from that, that Rami guy. Yeah, and just to, just to define the Rami guy is one who says he wants to be with a, a good Muslim woman, but he is doing all the wrong things. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. You know, just chasing after this ideal, but but not committing to, to Islam in the way that he wants you to. So I feel like Rami's intention, he really in his heart wants to be good. I right. think this is still very worldly in the sense of like, okay, how can I have one foot in and one foot out? You know, how can I be genuine to myself, but also be a good Muslim, you know? Um, but that that's the problem on not the problem with the, with the dating apps or the Muslim meeting apps. It's just how it's really how do you define your type? How do you filter out? You know, I'm a communicator, like I said, so I can I ask all those questions I interview. So I ask all those questions up front, like, well, what do you see yourself in five years? You know, but some girls are just like, Salam, and then they're like, Salam, what did mm-hmm. you do today? It's like, <laughs> So uh, um, an app an app's not going to help if you don't even know how to really have a conversation to get to the point. And maybe it is about having that Wally there more, you know? You know, like you were saying, where you have a lot of choice nowadays, it's kind of went from one extreme to the other when, you know, back in the day, you didn't have any choice and you didn't yeah. see your husband or whatever till the day of the wedding. And then suddenly right. now it's like you have all the choices if you're slightly you know, maybe mismatched in one place or the other, or, or, or you run into a small conflict, then suddenly, okay, you're on to looking for someone else. And you're just out there looking for that perfect, you know, soulmate. Um, when in reality, I mean, you're never, you're not always going to find that perfect person. It's never going to be a perfect person. There's always going to be something. So it's also about, like you're saying, take that leap, you know, and try to make it work, right? Like if you see something good in the person that you're talking to and you seem to get along and, you know, just because you have a little bit of maybe, you know, issues, one thing or another, those, those can be all worked out if you, you know, put your, you know, heart to it. And um, the other thing you have to see is that you're doing it for your dean as well, right? Like mm-hmm. marriage is half your dean, right? So you're doing it for your dean. So if you're taking that tawakul and you're saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to move ahead, even though maybe like I'm not 100%, but like I'm 80% or whatever the case is, but I'm going to move ahead. I'm going to do that, you know, take the, the, the leap of faith. Then inshallah, Allah is going to put barakah in your in your marriage and, and help you. You don't have to find, you know, that exact person that, um, you know, is going to be 100% on the same page with you. You're never going to find that. But I just know with the, with the apps, it's uh, a lot of times it ends up leading to things that maybe aren't, you know, 100% halal, you know, and you end up down, you know, like you were saying, suddenly now talking to someone who's not 100% interested, you know, but I mean, talking to Muslims on the app is is easy, right? Because, you know, they're there, you know, obviously all the, you know, Muslim girls that are on there are trying to get married, they're trying to talk to guys, you know what I mean? So it's easy for the guys to come in there and, you know, start talking to all the all the women, all the girls. Um, but I don't know if that's the the ideal, you know, situation i mean i haven't found a solution myself a lot of youth may not be getting married due to you know the 
the expectations that they have for marriage, being a little too insecure about, you know, okay, am I really ready for this? A little too scared because they know that that's, that sister has expectations. But then it also starts before we even get really deep into the marriage. It starts at the wedding, the cost of the wedding, the cost of the, the house after the cost of the ring. Do you think, do you guys think that maybe that's one of the reasons why people are just like, you know what, I'm just not ready. So I'm literally going to wait till I'm 40 with my retirement. If I can retire early. Yeah, a hundred percent. I've heard that from guys specifically. Um, you know, I, I'm only 25. I, I, I want to get married, but like, I don't have a house and car yet. Um, so I'm, and I'm still paying off my school debt. So I'm not ready yet. Uh, I, I think that a lot of it come, stems from culture, right? And your parents and how they were raised and where they're from. Um, back home, it's always, you know, you, you go to school, you graduate, you find a job, you find a place, you buy it, you furnish it. Then now you can go ahead and get married, right? So by the time you're, 30s or in your you know mid 30s by the time you know you're looking for a wife and i mean in reality that situation doesn't work for us here we're living in the west seeing you know how relationships are here and you know there's all couples together everywhere whatever the case is here uh you know muslim youth have to get married younger right in order to preserve their dean and you know and everything else so when you have such high expectation it's like they're not even thinking about marriage right uh, until way later in their life because they weren't set up to think about marriage when they're young. So now you end up with a lot of those people that, you know, you're talking about where they just want to talk to, you know, talk to girls and they, they don't feel like they're in a position to get married because nobody taught them that you can get married with, with not much. I think that if more women wrote their dowries, like starting at 18, maybe it changes at 21, but if we're a little bit more clear on what we want, and then we can just present that maybe and correct me if I'm wrong, Ali, is that too much intimidation? Because I feel like if we're clear about what we want and if it's not about money, if it's about the good brother, it's the fact that I'm willing to grow with you so we can financially get there and we'll have the small wedding until we can afford the bigger wedding. Um, it's, it's blocking. If we don't, if we're not clear on the fact that, you know what, I'm not even asking for much other than an honest good brother, then of course it's going to be another 10 years when it could have been, earlier on do you think that's intimidating if a woman just is a little bit more clear on the fact that you know what i understand you don't have the money right now but i i'm ready to get married either way yeah definitely it's uh it's, it's not intimidating at all it's it makes it a lot easier right when you know that you know the, the expectation isn't that high it's going to make you feel more confident right a lot of times if those are the expectation that culture and society around you is putting you know you don't know you know i, I might you know think that you know my wife or, or this whoever i'm talking to um you know, is expecting a certain amount that I can't, you know, offer right now. So I don't think it's the right time. But if I know, um, you know, what we'll be willing to move ahead, both of us together, it'll just help speed up, you know, the process, right? Yeah, I think definitely people should be upfront with their expectation and to lower if they do have people do have high expectations, you should lower their lower them a little bit. Um, because they're, you know, they're definitely stories um, in the time of the Prophet them where people had very little presented to them. It was accepted. Mm -hmm. It was a blessed mm -hmm. marriage. So um, just, you know, we should always look to 
um, this and that and, and see what the Prophet would, you know, what had advised in those times and know that, you know, being materialistic is, is never the way to go. I was just going to say that, you know, talking about the Prophet uh, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi he also, he said that uh, if somebody comes and they're suitable, don't turn them down, right? Um, especially over materialistic things and that uh, Allah puts, uh, you know, the barakah in uh, the marriages that, you know, have the least amount of, you know, basically money and, and materialistic, you know, things, you know, spent on it. Uh, Allah puts the most barakah in those because that's the one that was done for the sake of Allah.